This talk is brought to you by iBiology.org, and this audio was taken from a video available on our website. Hello, my name is David Haas, and in my previous presentation, I explained to you uh, how cryocooling was invented and uh, has contributed substantially to this field of structural biology. And now I'd like to give you an example of an actual benefit that was derived from that, uh, which is the HIV uh, epidemic and some of the drugs that were developed uh, through structural biology. Once again, we need to thank Max Perutz, who uh, began the field of structural biology and had the great vision that three-dimensional structures not only permit uh, the identification of how the molecules act in living organisms, but in fact, um, how the structures can be determined, as well as how drugs can now be designed uh, using the process called structure-based drug design. So, uh, now I'd like to tell you a story of how um, I have experienced uh, science for the benefit of humanity. Um, while I was at the Cold Springs Harbor Laboratory, I was told that uh, my cryocooling experiments and publications probably advanced structural biology by 10 or 20 years. And uh, at the time, you know, 10 or 20 years in a scientific discovery is really usually not a big deal. And it, it didn't have any significance to me. Um, until while I was preparing for a presentation this last April uh, at the Protein Data Bank in Rutgers, uh, they asked me to talk about exactly what I'm telling you uh, the invention of cryocrystallography. And while I was doing that, I discovered um, the AIDS epidemic and the Lazarus effect. And for those of you who don't know what the Lazarus effect is, uh, in medicine, the Lazarus effect is when many people are dying, and then some event occurs uh, where these vast numbers of people stop dying. And that's exactly what happened uh, with the AIDS epidemic in 1996. This diagram here uh, is from the United States uh, statistics from the CDC. Uh, but let me just tell you first about the worldwide AIDS epidemic, uh, which began in 1980. There have been 76 million people who have been uh, infected with HIV virus since 1980, of whom 39 million have died. And today, worldwide, there are 37 million uh, people still infected. Uh, there was no cure for AIDS, as you know, but there, there is a therapeutic treatment, and that's what I'm going to explain. So now if I can talk about the United States. This is the death curve uh, and the infection curve. The red one's the infection curve for AIDS in the United States. Um, in the, so far, since 1980, 700,000 Americans have died from AIDS. And as you see, the curve begins uh, in 1980 and continually increases with hundreds of thousands of, of individuals becoming infected with, a, with HIV virus each year. Since the average lifetime, if, if you had caught uh, HIV in, um, in, during the 80s, is typically two to four years, uh, your statistics would move from the red curve to the blue curve, which is the death rate. Um, in about two years. And you see that the death rate is continuous from 1980 to 1996. It's a straight line, basically, which means that none of the drugs, and there were many drugs that were tried, uh, produced any effect on the, the death rate. 
1984, the HIV virus was identified as being the causal agent of HIV. And then in 1986, proteins were isolated, one of which is this protein, which is HIV protease, one of the enzymes that makes the HIV virus. Uh, the crystal structure was actually determined, the three-dimensional structure, uh, in 1989. And we can thank uh, Merck Laboratory in New Jersey for not only solving the structure, but they published the data to the whole world um, in the Protein Data Bank in 1989. And this gave the opportunity for hundreds of other laboratories to work on uh, the, the HIV protease. It turned out that... Uh, Inhibitors were actually made, and they were made using uh, structural biology, using cryocooling. Uh, and in 1996, um, the, the therapy was introduced. There was this cocktail of three, of three drugs, of which the HIV protease inhibitor was the most important. Uh, and instead of dying, you would, uh, you would live uh, a normal life with, in fact, uh, it was called a manageable disease. And because of that, the um, individuals did not transfer to the death curve. And you see this precipitous fall in the death curve in uh, 1996. The death rate fell from 96% down to below 20%. So you can just imagine, um, between 1980 and 1996, if you had become infected with HIV, and you went to your physician, and he would tell you, you had a 4% chance of surviving. But in 1996, you would go, into, go to your doctor, and he would say, yes, sir, today there's a therapy. You will not be cured of HIV, but you will, in fact, uh, become a manageable disease. And this dramatic fall in the death rate uh, in 1996 uh, is called the Lazarus Effect. Tens, if not hundreds of thousands of Americans lived who would not live. And basically, uh, the HIV protease inhibitor drugs, which were developed, were developed years and years faster than they would have been uh, if there had not been structural biology and, as it turns out, cryocooling, which participated in that. So it makes me feel very good that uh, literally my research done 50 years ago, not ending up um, in dusty pages in a journal, but actually saving thousands of lives. That really is um, science for the benefit of humanity. Experiments that you do, publications that you make as a young scientist, will in fact, uh, could contribute very much to the future. So I hope you've become a little bit inspired with uh, the work that I have done, and in fact, inspired me, and maybe it'll inspire you to continue. Thank you. Visit us at iBiology.org for more free talks from the world's top scientists. Funding is provided by the National Science Foundation and the National Institute of General Medical Sciences.